Welcome to Season 3 of Beyond the Nest, University of Minnesota Rochester's alumni podcast. I'm Marco Land, UMR Director of Alumni and Development Relationships. Kicking off our third season of Beyond the Nest is a heartwarming conversation between sisters Chidiogo and Amarachi Arakwe. Now both graduates of UMR, Chidiogo and Amarachi reminisce about discovering the campus in their own backyard, share advice and wisdom for current undergraduate students, and chat about life preparing for and entering into medical school. Currently, Amarachi, a 2020 graduate of UMR, is in her second year of medical school at the University of Minnesota Medical Center in the Twin Cities, and Chidiogo, a 2022 graduate, is preparing to take the MCAT as she works toward medical school herself. Now, I've known you for a long time. I'm not going to say my age on here, but a long time. Well, the audience may not. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Amorachi? Yeah, so I am an alumni of the University of Minnesota, Rochester, and I currently attend the University of Minnesota Medical School. All right, Amorachi, you mentioned that you are an alumni to the University of Minnesota, Rochester. Mm -hmm. What brought you to UMR in the first place? How did you hear about the school? Right, so it's interesting because like, you know, mom was driving us, we're going somewhere. And I look over and I see a big U of M sign, like the University of Minnesota M sign. It was on a building and beneath this building was a mall. So I'm just asking myself, why is there an M sign above a mall? Is this like a student shopping place? Like, and we're in Rochester because, you know, we live in Rochester. Yeah, we live here. And I only know about the Twin Cities campus. Uh-huh. Like a miles away from Rochester. So I was honestly like, so confused. And I went on, you know, handy Danny Gold. I put in Minnesota, Rochester, and the University of Minnesota Rochester camp- campus popped up. So, and that was around the time where I was applying for colleges. And they knew that if I told that, mm-hmm. you know how that is. If I told him, he's going to be like, you're going there because, you know, it's close to home and every dad wants to keep their daughter close to home. And in my mind, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Cause I was still looking forward to like going out of state and all that stuff. But, but once I got to know UMR for myself, I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be because then I was pre-pharmacy and just attending the sessions to learn more about it. I learned that the school was geared towards students interested in health sciences. There's smaller class sizes. And the number one hospital in the world is literally close to camp. Like you see the professionals as you're walking to campus, you know, Mayo Clinic. And I'm like, wow, this is a great place to be at. And your colleagues, you get to be surrounded by students who are also who also share the same passion that you do. I mean, it's a great environment to learn in. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm there. So for other pre-medical students like myself, what is an advice, one advice or more that you would give to them that you found out along your journey? In the process of being a student, that shapes you to become the wonderful physician that you want to be for your patients. So have integrity in the process in terms of when you're learning, try to learn as much as you can. And then to 
learn as much as you can. You have to introduce study skills that you might not be used to, which is you're actively studying, like learn how to do practice questions. Learn how to pre-read the material before class. Girl, you're talking to me right now. Mm-hmm. Pre-read, go to class, do class, afterwards review and do questions. Those habits are critical in studying for the MCAT, is critical in medical school, critical in your career, because you're in a career of lifelong learning. Yes. And when you're able to be intentional, you can carry that into your practice. Before you see your patient, you pre-read. You want, you want to come in with the knowledge, you know? Yes. You see your patients, you deliver as much as you can. And after the encounter, you also want to follow up and do more pre-reading, like do more reading too. You know, you want to make sure that you're very intentional and dedicated to your patients and help them all the possible ways that you can, which is why integrity is so good. So with the MCAT, treat it in that way. Like, yeah, one day I'm going to be treating a patient and I want to be so intentional and thorough. That, that will really carry, and that requires hard work. Mm. It requires discipline. Not everybody wants to, you know, spend hours in it. Because I know the MCAT was, it's definitely, it's it's a big one. It's a big exam. It really is. It can feel daunting. But anybody can be successful in the MCAT. It's just discipline. And it's talking to the right people to find those strategies. And the reason why I say start now in undergrad, so when you get there, you are not starting from, a lower level, like you already have those skills. And what you got to do now is execute them. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It really does. Right. And in the process, you know, of studying, exploring your passions, volunteer because you're passionate about where you want to volunteer at. I, I tutored students. I love working with young children and students and just seeing the joy of learning on their faces, like when they get a problem right, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did hospice because I wanted to learn more about end-of-life care. How can I be very critical in that time? Because in that need, in that time, because at times being a physician, you know, not only are you dealing with life, you might come across death. How do you handle it? And I wanted to do that. So explore those passions. Clubs do like if you want to start a club, start it with your friends, with people you don't really know, but you're gonna get to know each other. You know, if you like poetry, like even through the clubs, the African Cultural Club, for Black History Month, like hosting, like we started a poetry slams that has never been done. You know, so just pursuing your passion, and it can be so hard because of work-life balance. Like, how do I balance all this with school? Like here, you're telling me putting all this work in school, putting all this work. And I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. Like balance sometimes means you're focusing on one thing for that day. And the next day you focus on the other thing. Mm. Sometimes it's not, it's not, it's not easy to have 50, 50, you know, and then with time you become more efficient. You become more efficient and also include rest. Give yourself grace because the grace extends yourself. Is the grace going to extend to your patients? Has your, you know, you're walking through, you're walking them through like a treatment plan that they're nervous about, or they might not be able to like successfully execute it. But because you've been so gracious to yourself, you can be like, I'm here to walk through this with you. Where's the problem? 
it lets you see the problem early and help them identify it. And then you guys can tweak it and move forward, you know? So, so that's why I say just coming back to the whole thing about integrity, doing everything the right way and doing everything the right way because you want to do right for your patients. That really is what it's about. With the start of a new semester well underway, UMR and Mayo Clinic's speaker series, Kern Center Connects, returns to campus on Tuesday, September 20th. Join us in person or virtually for a lively discussion featuring Kern Center researchers Dr. Ronaldo Blocker and A.J. Jaya Kamur as they discuss diversity science, exploring projects, concepts, and structure. The event will be held on the fourth floor of University Square in room 414. Doors open at 4.30 with the program beginning promptly at 5 p.m. To register, please visit z.umn.edu backslash Kern Center Connects. Wow. Keeping the patients first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also taking care of yourself, too. Yes. When you take care of yourself, able to take care of other people, it, it can be a lot. I understand, you know, being a pre-medical student because you're also worried about getting to medical school. You're worried about the MCAT. And the best thing that I found with like trying to target these areas of, you know, areas you're worried about is having a plan. And I'm glad, you know, reach out to students, upperclassmen, reach out to medical students, find mentors that can help you along the way. Being honest with yourself, being realistic with your weak areas. Like, you know, where am I weak on? How can I improve it? Use strategies that you can do. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, you would take on too much and you cannot implement them. But what strategies can you do? Do it. Show grace to yourself because at times as you're moving forward, you fall backwards so many times. Mm. That's why I say be kind. Rise again. Rise again. Each time you rise, you get better. Wow. What's been the best part of medical school so far? I know you're only a freshman, but if there's one thing that you really enjoy, what would that be? It's like now what you're doing is so relevant to like your career, like the science. I know there are some parts of the science that are like, oh, I don't find this as much interesting. But then you see the science that you really find interesting. Like I, I, I really love physiology. And I know that physiology, you know, physiology and I, we're going through something right now. <laughs> I we're figuring it out. But it doesn't mean that I enjoy learning this. How does the body work? Ever since I was a kid, like I, <laughs> this was one of my, the questions that always played my mind. You, you know, like how I was. But let's get this fun. Like what else, what do you like to do for fun? What's something that takes you out of, um, of that same monotony of school and science and academics? It's for fun. It's really hard yeah. to do that right now, but I'm finding ways to do so because when people say medical school is like drinking out of a fire hose, they were not playing. It really is. The information really comes at you and like you really want to be dedicated and also thorough, you know, having integrity in the process. In making sure that you're able to digest this information. But it's important to take care of yourself. So what I do, you know, like when I can is even during the day, like after classes, I can just take an hour, two hours, just relax, watch, watch a show. I really love watching a show. Even just to cook and de-stress. Call my friends. Honestly, call my friends, laugh about something, hype each other up, 
lay down. It can even be as simple as laying down and close your eyes. <laughs> Seriously. And I really like like scents. So I have like scented candles. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like sometimes just like turn off the lights and just like light my candles. And then like watch a movie with like my candles. And it's such a nice vibe. Or like just play nice music. I like to jam to music like time to time. Going out with friends. Today was really nice because I went out for brunch with like a couple of friends. So so finding little moments in your days, every single day, it's a daily thing to take care of yourself, please. Even in the morning, do something. The morning I pray, that really helps me start my day, you know, making sure because, you know, we're women of faith, making sure that, you know, God is with us during that day, having that time. In the night, in the afternoon, you watch your movie in the nighttime, take a time off. Some people like to go to the gym. That's something that I really want to start doing <laughs> soon. But just taking that time off to just night do nothing, cook something. Yeah. Do you have anything in mind that keeps you going? I guess my biggest question is what's your motivation? What is my motivation? So there's a model that's always like been my guiding principle to whom much is given, much is expected. And I know that whole ties on into integrity again, but my motivation is that when I see a patient, I really want to be able to deliver that care. And being around Mayo Clinic, we always hear the needs of the patient comes first. So I have that picture in my mind of the provider I want to be, which is an empathetic provider, a knowledgeable provider, one that brings joy to the workplace too, because it really can be stressful. Like looking at this, you know, we're in a pandemic and the consequences of it, it can take a toll on, you know, the, the medical workforce as well. So what can I also do for my colleagues? And that, that shapes me. That really does. So that motivates me. Just I look at the end goal. Because at times, like now, especially in the first two years, when you're just doing the basic sciences, you know, you haven't yet gone into the hospitals that much. It can feel like, oh, all I do is study 24-7. But just taking a breather to think that there's a reason for this. I'm going to treat people. And I really want to deliver the best care that I can. I want people to leave with smiles. Even if it's possibly not not. No, all the time that might happen because you also have to learn how to deliver bad news to the patients, you know? So mm-hmm. we're dealing with real things, like real things that really plague people's lives. And I don't want to joke with nobody's life. Everybody's life is precious, very valuable. And I'm there to do as much as I can to support that. That's what motivates me. With the return of Beyond the Nest, UMR would like to hear from you. Please visit this episode's show notes for how to connect and share your UMR journey. Now back to Chidiogo and Amarachi as they talk about the influence each has had on the other's path through college and toward medical school. Girl, how do you even follow that up? That is so inspiring. Honestly, that is so inspiring. And I don't know, like... I've just always, I've always looked up to you. I mean, we both share, you know how mom is, our parents, they are so hardworking. Just to share a little bit of our background, um, our family immigrated here to the States like a decade, 10 years ago. And we've seen our parents work so hard to come to a point where they are able to pass on to their kids something that um, they didn't have growing up but they've worked so hard to um, have the ability to do that. And I can see that thread in your life. I can see that in my life and in our other siblings' life as well. Um, 
what is one thing that you want to pass on to the next generation? It's as simple as love. Mm. It's as simple as love. Love conquers all. It sounds cheesy, but love does. Even if that's why it's so important to love ourselves, because how can you love others when you don't love yourself in the healthy way? Health in a healthy way. So what I can so passing this on, like how does love look like? A friend comes up to you or you see someone struggling with a concept in class. Try to do your best to explain it to them because you love them. You don't want them. You don't want to see them struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about like an opportunity and like, wait a minute, this girl told me she's interested in OB guy, you know, or like she's interested. You send that off to that friend or a, a non-friend, a stranger. And when you, when a mentor has helped you, you thank that mentor. You appreciate that mentor. You appreciate your professors. You appreciate people. You just love on them. And that will ooze out. People will feel it. Smiling. You, like, you don't have to smile because you know, every, time, every, every time you want to smile. But like when you can. And it's so... I understand how this message can be really difficult too. Because we're also in a time, you know, with, the whole, with mental health awareness. And, you know, people are coming to terms with whatever they've gone through in their lives, be it trauma, be it anything. And that can affect people's ability to love, even loving themselves. And even when they're loving, like it's coming from a place of like lack of something, you know? So taking that time to heal from whatever you're going through. That's why I say loving yourself so you can love others too. And that will effectively make the world go around. <laughs> That's how cheesy yeah. it sounds, honestly, but it is the truth. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I've seen that. I've seen, I keep coming back to family, but family means a lot to me. That's how I learned a lot about who I am and why I'm here and what I can do for other people. Watching our family, our parents love each other, love us and love the people around them has really shaped me, has shaped, you know, why why I even wanted to be a physician in the first place. It was born out of wanting to love people, realizing what my skills are and how I can apply my skills to loving people. It came out to be medicine. I'm good at sciences. I can, you know, sit down for hours and study and be okay. And I was like, okay, if this is what I'm good at and I want to love people, I'll go through, I'll do the medical route and I'll see what happens with that. And along the way too, I learned about the power of self-care, which Everyone's like, okay, yada, yada, yada. We've heard about self-care, but it really is very important, especially in this fast-paced world. It's good to just relax and say, okay, I need to pour into my cup so that I can pour into other people. Wouldn't have said any better. Exactly, exactly. Man, this is some some gems out here that we're dropping. (laughs) Honestly, I feel very content i feel very happy that you know first of all that you're my sister i know i keep i really if you ask all my friends i talk about you all the time because i just have so much respect for you and i am really looking forward to seeing what you accomplish in the future and um 
I'm just glad that the audience, you know, got to know you in a way that I have, you know, for the past how many minutes. So thank you so much, Amrachi, for being here. Thank you to our audience for listening. Um, do you have any last words? I'm just out here smiling. I'm cheesing. <laughs> but I like thank you for this interview. Like this was really beautiful. You're an awesome host. And thank you for being my sister. We're doing this together. You know, God is with us and I'm I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm content too, like you said. And to our audience, whatever you're going through, always bear in mind that you're gonna succeed and you're gonna excel. Even if it does not look like it, it does not feel that way, just tap into that truth and wear like an armor. You are powerful. You are very, very powerful. I want everybody to know that. Know it. You are powerful. And that's it. And that's it. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you to Chidiogo and Amarachi for their lovely conversation. And thank you for listening to Beyond the Nest, UMR's alumni podcast. Beyond the Nest is produced by UMR Alumni Relations and edited by Marshall Saunders with Minnesota Podcasting. We'll be back next month for another insightful conversation with 2016 Raptor graduate Dr. Hawa Ali and her student success coach, Jen Hook. Until then, toodaloo. Toodaloo.